The voice sounded faint and far away, so I pretended not to hear it, for I was somewhere else entirely, in a garden overgrown with weeds and wild flowers, playfully leaping from stone to stone, the sun splashing my face, my feet bare and rather dirty, my arms pencil-thin, my belly rumbling with hunger. Behind me stood a modest white cottage with a thatched roof. Quick, Henry, pass me the cloth. Her fever's awful strong. I heard the door of the cottage opening behind me. That sound filled me with giddy excitement, though I couldn't say why. But I knew that I had to see who came out of that house, so I spun around, just as a cold, damp cloth splattered across my forehead. That was all it took. My eyes fluttered open, and I was greeted by a kind and tender smile. I was beginning to think you would never wake. The woman was of middle age, with a lean, pale face and stringy blonde hair. How do you feel? A persistent ache rippled through my muscles and bones. Where am I? I said. Harrington Farm, came a voice from across the room. I lifted my head and saw a tall man with a dark beard and unruly hair. He looked rather sullen as he paced about the modestly furnished bedroom. My name is Margaret, said the woman, and that is my husband, Henry. How did I get here? That's a very good question, said Henry. I went to check my fields after the storm and found you floating in the well. You were limp and lifeless. I was sure you were dead. What is your name? asked Margaret, dabbing my brow again with the cloth. Esmeralda Cabbage. It seemed wise under the circumstances. What happened to you, Esmeralda? Margaret sat down on the bed beside me. How did you end up in our well, half drowned? And what happened in that field? said her husband. My crop is trampled, the harvest in ruin. I've never seen anything like it in all my years. Funny story, that. I sat up, and a wave of dizziness churned through my head. I shut my eyes briefly to steady myself. I hitched a ride with one of those charming travelling freak shows. We were stopped outside your farmhouse when the bearded lady made a run for it. As you can imagine, the ringmaster was furious. He ordered the two-headed pygmy and six talking chimpanzees into the field to bring her back. I went to help, being a wonderful sort of girl, and as I was looking down your well, I tripped over and fell in. The farmer and his wife exchanged a look. She's still unwell said Margaret to her husband, which was true, but rather odd. I was sure that I couldn't get ill, being half dead and remarkable in every way. How long have I been here? Three days. Margaret looked as if she was about to say something more, but instead she glanced at her husband again, which made the knot in my stomach tighten. The day of the storm, said Henry, some folks came to our door looking for a girl. Run away, that's what they said. Then when Henry found you in the well, said Margaret softly, we figured you were the one they were seeking. These folks were awful keen to get you back, added Henry, looking everywhere but at me. A woman especially. She offered a fifty-pound reward if we were to find you. Miss Always was coming. I leapt from the bed and my head swirled more violently than before. But we wouldn't do such a thing, said Margaret, helping me find my feet, not for all the money in the world. We didn't believe that woman's tears or her promises. 
Isn't that right, Henry? But Henry didn't answer. Instead, he pointed at my throat. That necklace you wear looks mighty expensive. Instinctively, I felt for the clock diamond. It was still there under my nightdress. A gift from the bearded lady, I said. Very pretty, but worthless. The farmer nodded. These folks looking for you, are they bad people? I decided the truth was my best option. Yes, very bad. Then I'm sorry, Esmeralda. Margaret flew to her husband's side. Sorry for what? A loud banging on the farmhouse door provided the answer. Margaret gasped, Henry, what have you done? The hammering on the door grew more urgent. It's fifty pounds, Margaret, and with the crop half ruined. Henry shook his head meekly. I'm sorry, but what choice did I have?